Winches and scallywags, rugrats over 18 years of age, prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. Ooh, here we go again. Welcome back into Chaos and Disorder. Check out everything we got to offer on the tweeters over at Chaos and Disorder. Chaos and Disorder pod on Facebook, and there's some kind of Gmail too, but I can never remember what that is. Chaos and Disorder pod at gmail.com. That's a pretty clever name, actually. It kind of ties into the theme. And of course, you can. Yeah, that's funny how that worked out. (laughs) And of course, you can find the show archives over at asylumfantasysports.com. I I probably need to do something about that. I I, I know how to get a domain name. I don't know how to then make our website be that domain name. So, yeah, it would be nice. If you know how to do that at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter, let me know and I'd be happy to do it. So, yeah, please do. I mean, you know. We need that. We need some help. Yeah, no, no. Question. As you can tell, Alejandro Finkelstein on suspension again. We're riding shotgun. The two of us here. I have to say, it's probably a coincidence. This is by far the earliest we've ever started recording successfully. <laughs> Notice how. The music came in on time. Right. I pushed the button. You can attest to it. Nobody can yep. see it, obviously. One time, and the music came. A nice, smooth, slow fade. It's almost like this isn't an impossible task, and maybe that's why he's suspended. It very well could be. But you know who's not suspended? Who? Andy Frampton for bringing yes. us in. Um, you know, last Thursday, May 6th, he was at the Punchline Atlanta May 23rd, he is at Charlie's in Fayetteville, West Virginia. June 5th at Wiley's in Dayton, Ohio. So uh, if you're around there, go see him. And uh, for further information, you can find him on Facebook and TikTok at Bronco Swanson. And uh, thanks for at Real Rival Lovers on Twitter. Rival Lovers for great music bringing us in. And um, I'll tell you what, there's not a ton of... Of really significant sports news in my mind. It's kind of there's quiet a lot right of now. jibber jabber and rubbish out there, which we'll probably <laughs> now that cover. should be probably what we should call this show: <laughs> jibber jabber and rubbish. Now that we thought chaos and disorder nailed it, jibber jabber and rubbish may actually be the trick. It could be. Who would I, I be? Jibber jabber or rubbish? <laughs> I don't know. I think we switch roles back <laughs> and forth. Depends on the yeah. day or the segment for that matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's my pen. I've been looking yeah, everywhere it for it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You're sitting there looking like a little prairie dog over there. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> well, I had to write down jibber jabber and rubbish, obviously, <laughs> because, again, I would forget about it. Anyhow, I assume you were going somewhere before I derailed. I, I have no idea anymore. But let's start with j- rubbish. Okay. Okay. Tim Tebow signing the one-year deal with Jacksonville as a tight end. Okay. There is so much stuff out there right now on Twitter. Um, It's racist. It's white privilege and blah, 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 blah. Did anybody ever maybe just stop to consider that? Tim Tebow, look, he's 33. He's never played tight end before. He hasn't played in the NFL for nine years. But did it ever occur to anybody 
that they have 90 spots on a roster now. Right. He has ties to Urban Meyer. They have a rookie quarterback. And Tim Tebow just may be familiar with the whole persona of Urban Meyer and his system and so forth. And he could be a positive influence going towards training camp. Does anybody actually think that this is white privilege that Tim Tebow is going to be a tight end in the NFL? I mean, if, if there's four or five tight ends on the Jacksonville roster right now, if somebody can't beat him out, then shame <laughs> on the general right. manager and the coach for having these bums on the roster to start with. I wasn't aware it had become a race issue. I, I take it because uh, I did see the, the Colin Kaepernick, right? Is that, well, is that, that what we're t- discussing Well, here? no, that too. Yes, oh, you're so right. So this is separate and apart Separate from. white privilege is what it's called by some of these no, people. It's If it's any type of privilege, it's celebrity privilege, all right? Let's really break this down. You are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Most Jacksonville Jaguars fans don't give a shit about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Tim Tebow expresses this interest to come back into the NFL. Or with did Urban form- Meyer maybe call him up and say, maybe. hey, you know what I'm with, saying? With his former head coach, the baseball thing didn't really work out, although I'd argue maybe it did. If you're the Jags, why don't you bring him back in? You've just got the number one pick. You just brought in a legendary head coach. Now you add this on, all eyes in the offseason are going to be on you, which is normally not the case if you own the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> well, you're not kidding. Second point, for, for the Colin Kaepernick thing, again, I'm not having that debate again. We did it once. I hated having the conversation then. Doesn't matter. He didn't come back in as a quarterback. This This is the most the biggest stretch you have to do to be offended about Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick not having a job. So what, if, if for every offensive lineman that gets signed from here until 2046, we got to say, oh, yeah, well, you signed that guy, but Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have – no, no, no. I guess you can have a fit every time a quarterback gets signed. I guess. I, I don't understand it, but say la vie. He's coming in as a tight end. <laughs> what are we doing here? It's just – He's coming in, in my mind, as a mentor and, and possibly even a future coach. I don't or know. as a PR stunt. <clears throat> as a PR stunt. Because when it gets right down to it, I, I do believe they still cut it to 53. Right. Maybe. Uh, well, there was more with COVID or last it, year. I don't know what yeah, they're doing I, this year. I'm not sure with the 17-game season. I'm not sure the yeah. exact I'm sure final. they – actually, yeah, they probably got more. But there, it's starting with 90. And if this guy comes in and even for two or three months, you know, gives Trevor Lawrence a little lowdown on Urban Meyer and positive thinking and whatever, you know, he has to offer. Hey, look, he's a good dude. So, I mean, and and he's always been, you know, he's never been controversial. He's always been in shape. He wasn't a very good quarterback. Okay. And he, so he went and played baseball right but you know he he still knows football he knows urban meyer and and it's a classic it's connections it's not what you know it's who you know well exactly okay so it's not this isn't white privilege for god's sakes well yeah and beyond that i don't understand even through 
his entire career, the animus towards Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. I Maybe early on, maybe some people feel like he was kind of a phony, right? You, you know what I mean? I, I probably felt that way a little bit. But I think at least in public, everything we have seen since he was in college till now says he is genuine. You know, maybe why is it that anybody that just, isn't a bad guy and it's the rah-rah hustle type. We just got to tear him down. Just because tear him apart. Because that's, that's today's society. It's if weird you're, If me. you aren't – and let's face it. <clears throat> pardon me. Even back – you know, and, and I'm not defending because I have no idea what the details were, but even back with the Ray Lewis thing, there, there were people who want him strung up. Right. Okay. Over the 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 death of whatever that that person was, you know, right. that he could have been involved in or allegedly was, whatever the case may be. But yeah, you're right. Tom Brady says all the right things, you know, but he's vilified. Yeah. Of course, he's tied to Deflate Gate and some right. of this other nonsense. Tim Tebow isn't tied to anything bad. No, there's nothing there. You know, they criticize him when he. Prayed on the field. Well, that and I think that's what it comes down to, right? And I think early on, again, there was a sense amongst some, and I may have been one of them, this guy's such a phony. But, but he's done nothing to... to no, s- but here's the thing. It, it's... There's a certain sect of the populace that bashed him for kneeling on the field. Right. And then there's another sect, of course, that bashed Colin Kaepernick. For kneeling on the field. Yeah, one could maybe argue they're both out of the league for performance, but I know you're not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, so thank God Finkelstein that... isn't here. He would have unplugged the computer again. But that's my point. I mean, I don't think I, – I just do not believe that the NFL is racist for the simple reason it is a money-making machine. Right. Well, and absolutely. it does not matter who you are. If you make money for the NFL, you are embraced with open arms. Yeah, and I think there, there was probably a time with the quarterback. Pro- not probably. There was a time at the quarterback position, right, where you, you hear old personnel directors, some of the stuff they would say. But I think we're, we're well beyond that. I just, again, and maybe it's – I, it's probably a couple things. It, it's the Kaepernick thing and the perception the, of race and kind of where we're at in the country right now. That may be part of it. I think a big part of it with the general sports fan who's not thinking about the politics and everything with Tim Tebow. I can't believe I'm in a position that I'm sitting here defending Tim Tebow and his character. I think it's just petty jealousy because this guy, by all outwards appear, outward appearances, does have it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Great college career, the real rah-rah guy, you know, great-looking kid. The NFL career doesn't work out. All right, good enough. I'll go be a broadcaster. And he was great as a broadcaster. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go play pro baseball. Gets up to what? Triple A, hitting in the 200s, which everybody right. says, oh, you're only hitting the 200s. You, you, listen, slob, you wouldn't make contact one time, <laughs> right. let alone hit 200. That's yeah. actually impressive. And now gets this other opportunity. And, yes, he's getting this opportunity only based on his name, only based on his relationships. Of course. 
that's how everybody gets a job. And it's back to you, kind of what you were saying before, this is a money-making machine. They're going to sell a ton of Jacksonville Jaguar jerseys with a guy's name on the back who probably isn't going to make the first cut. Probably isn't. Or knowing Tim Tebow, and this is why, you know, that miserable segment of the population hates him, he just might step up and become a good tight end and make the yeah. team and contribute, which would make people even angrier. I just Oh, it would. I, yes. I think it's petty jealousy. I think it's he's too clean. We can't dirty him up. We can't and it right. drives people nuts. There, there's a sense with a, especially on Twitter with that population that you know Christianity is an offensive thing. You know what I mean? So he did the praying. I've never been big on the outward. I'm going to do it on TV in front of everybody. But but whatever. And he, it, just the whole thing. I, I don't get it. I just well, the, for me, the it's point kind is, of if a, you think about that, you know, talking about doing it on TV. He's been doing it since high school. Well, right. He did yeah. it through college. He, it's not like he changed. Yeah, I don't think he's a phony. I've come around. No, he's not. He, I, I agree degrees. 100%. It's not that he changed. He got exposed. Right. You know, in exposure, now all of a sudden, we don't like this guy because why? He's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. We can't dirty him up, so we right. mock him for his positive traits, right? So right. it's either, you know, here's kind of – and you see it in college recruiting now. You always see it on draft. This is the first draft in four or five years I can remember that they <laughs> never failed. Yeah. It just never <laughs> failed. The the upstairs neighbors in this studio, <laughs> just every time we start recording, just start trying to pound their way through the floor. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. But you know, this is the first draft in four or five years I can remember. We didn't dig up some tweet from a high, a potential high draft pick from four, when they were fourteen years old. I guess they everybody finally learned the lesson and deleted them. But so that's the thing. Somebody comes up and they get a little exposure. We go back through their whole history, try to dirty them up, and then if that doesn't work, then well, all I have is this list of good or desirable traits. So now I'm going to mock them for that. Right. And I'm going to tie it to this completely unrelated situation, be it Colin Kaepernick, be it race. I hadn't even seen that yeah. stuff. But let's tie it to that and bend and twist it to make it fit that narrative where maybe it's just kind of a cool story. Or, you know what it really might be? A whole lot of nothing. I don't give up. I don't care. I well, really, I, I think I'll be by, interested if he makes the roster and starts making plays for this. I if, don't care. If he's playing in September, maybe I'll take a look at it. Right, yeah. But, you know, other than that, I mean, I think this should be the last time we talk about Tim Tebow until we find out that, okay, maybe he is the starting tight end all of a sudden. That would be a cool story. If he right? is, then maybe we'll talk about it and start paying attention to his performance right. on the field. Other than that, I'm not talking about Tim Tebow again. You imagine if he goes out and he's the week one starter at Titan. Twitter will melt down. It might be what oh. it finally takes to get that hellscape off of the internet completely because it'll just explode and disappear, which, which would be all right with me. Yeah, no doubt. So, Rick, uh, pay attention to the ponies at all? I pay attention a little bit to it, and, and I'm rather amused at the 
explanation. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to talk. <laughs> yeah. I know not, I pay attention to horse racing one time a year. It's at the Kentucky pay, Derby. And three then times at the, for Then me. at the Preakness just yeah, to see if that guy Belmont. wins. If, and right. only the Belmont if somebody wins the first two. And I'm actually surprised. This is only the second time, and I guess it's not official yet, but this, this will only be the second or third time in a hundred and some odd years that a horse could be stripped of their, their title for failing the drug test. I would have thought, actually, this would be more prevalent in horse racing, and maybe it is. It just hasn't been popped in the winter, in the winter, not winter, the right. winter for our English-speaking friends. I think two things are significant. Number one, that this is a Baffert horse, right? It feels like a Baffert horse wins this race, you know, three out of every five years. If he's banned from the Kentucky Derby, I think that changes the landscape of horse racing, whatever that is. Again, yeah. I'm not all that familiar with it. But, but yeah, the, the explanation for how he popped positive might be the greatest excuse I've ever heard. I have never heard anything so bizarre. I mean, and they actually want people to swallow this. That you know. a, what they call a groom, which is actually the guy that cleans the stalls. Right. Apparently had a cold or something and took cough medicine. Then decided to pee in the hay. Yeah, because every professional horse groomer pees on the hay. I'm sure they do. <laughs> they just walk in and, and start peeing on the horse's food. Right. I mean, I, I think that's probably what they did for Secretariat. <laughs> yeah, they probably peed on his hay all the time. And then this horse eats this Robitussin-filled urine yeah. soaked into the hay and, and tested positive. Now, isn't that – I mean <laughs> – this poor guy suffering from allergies. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. or cold or whatever the case may be. Got a little cough medicine. Of course you do. You, yeah. you got to take cough medicine. You don't take antihistamines or anything. You take cough right, medicine. Right. right. Well, the Tussin will fix everything. Was it yeah. Chris Rock? Who who did? There was a stand up routine about that. I can't remember yeah. who it was, but it was hilarious. And, but then apparently. Yeah, he must have been drinking a lot of water while he was cleaning out stalls because, I mean, you got to go, you got to go. Right? right, yeah. So you go right on their food <laughs> and then let the, let the crown pride, the yeah. crown jewel of the stable eat this stuff that he's been <laughs> peeing on. See, that, that's where he loses me because I grew up on a farm. I'm a farm boy. It actually took me several years to break myself of the habit that you could just let it ride anytime, right. anywhere. Because <laughs> when you're on the yeah. farm, there ain't a neighbor within miles. I kind of grew up with that experience, enjoyed it, and miss it, quite frankly. But while I say you let it ride anywhere, if you happen to be standing over, we had cows, not horses. Yeah. If I happened to be standing over the cow's feet or the cowed hay, cow's hay, I would turn around anyhow. It was pretty well... I don't remember ever being... You're not an animal. Yeah, I, well, no, and I don't remember ever being told this, but it feels pretty intuitive that when you're charged with the care of an animal... You don't pee on its You food. don't pee on their food. Right, yeah. Right? So, so I like what they're doing here, right? You give such a bizarre explanation. At first, I thought, 
that almost has to be true because they can't think we're that dumb to make that up. Yeah, they can. But that's where they lose me right yeah. there. You know, why not another another horse? Well, we weren't doping Medina or Medina. I don't not sure how you say it. We weren't yeah. doping him up. We were doping up this other one. Right. That horse pee there, that would have been believable. That or they'd have got me with it. Yeah. And you know what? The funny thing is you're probably not old enough to remember, but they could have doped this horse up with, with – Anything you can think of, and Secretary would have still blown his doors off. Yeah, it's before (laughs) my time, but yeah. I mean, that horse was badass. I mean, it was, (laughs) I I don't even know, I can't even remember, but he like won like the Belmont by like, I don't know, 17 lengths, something like that. It's just totally ridiculous. And maybe even more, I don't even remember. But, you know, and. I'm not sure that doping horses is, I don't know, is that a thing, I guess? I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to look into it more. I almost, it has to be prevalent enough enough that they started testing, right? I was unaware that they even dope tested horses until this came up. But I feel like this has obviously happened before again not much with winners because this has only happened a couple of times in the history of the Kentucky Derby but there had to be some type of trigger to cause this to happen because something tells me in 1927 they weren't drug testing horses right that all generally feels pretty new hell major league baseball didn't figure it out till seven years ago or something it feels like so I mean how long could they have really been doing this with horse races yeah, exactly. Oh, here, here's I was just looking up while you were talking. He won the Belmont Secretariat with a um, almost a sixteenth of a mile lead. That feels like a long way. That, I'm not I, a horse racing expert, but that seems significant. In a one and a half mile race, a sixteenth of a mile. I think that's pretty significant. I would think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm again not a math expert, but that's what a quarter of the track that I get that yeah. right. And, and the 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 jockey said that um, this horse really paced himself. He's smart. I think he knew he was going a ha- one and a half miles. I never pushed him. <laughs> it just the horse knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't have to push a horse, yeah, you're just, I mean that thing is smoking, just sort of hanging out and <laughs> yeah. long for the ride. Wow. I does mean, this does this whole incident make you more likely, less likely, or were you not going to watch the Belmont either way? I could care less. I mean, the Preakness is coming or up. Or the Preakness, I yeah. mean. I, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. Now, it may be more interesting. They just announced today he's going, to, he's going to enter. So, but, but are they going to strip him of the Derby? I, that we don't know yet. Well. See, I mean, that that sure makes the Preakness much more significant to right. the second-place horse, doesn't it? I, I would think you so. You know what I mean? I mean, because he could still legitimately win the Triple Crown if they take it away. I don't know. So you, I'm going to watch it, sure. Yeah, You wonder what would happen, and the Preakness is kind of the perfect litmus test for it because all the drunks and hillbillies in the infield at that one, like whereas – 
faux classy and, and I, oh the derby I, is like yeah, you know yes it's, it's, it's like the, the masters yeah, it's very stuffy Ooh, and yeah. the dumb hats <laughs> and, and aaron Rodgers yeah. douching it up and everything that what happened. do they have in a derby mint juleps mint juleps yeah, yes, yeah. Mint juleps. and then you go up to the preakness to baltimore hun and they i think they try to fake that Eat in the grandstand yeah, drink beer but, but right? then they have that infield where it looks like caligula in there <laughs> <laughs> it's just so but you wonder you know you look at what's happening with the astros now finally getting their comeuppance everywhere they travel now that there's fans in the stands after they got caught cheating you talked about at the top of the show tom brady and him still hearing about deflate gate and things right what do you do with a horse who cheated the horse doesn't know he cheated does he he doesn't give a shit you boo the horse what do you do oh, how do you shame a care. horse it's it's the whole ownership and stable right but it, you it, don't see them necessarily well so. no but the horse no does the horse care? Obviously not. But the whole the owner of the stable is going to lose literally oh. probably millions of dollars because you know he has other horses probably that runs in minor, more minor races right. and so forth, and trying to build them up. So it's kind of like, oh man, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I just wonder because I actually I find myself where this may shock you. I wouldn't nor normally otherwise seek out Houston Astros games. I know that's shocking to you with as big as a seam head as I am, but (laughs) I have found myself tuning into some Astros games where I can find them to watch them get attacked. That makes those games interesting to me. If there was, if I was interested at all in the Preakness, it would be because of that. Right. And I, I don't think you have that even with the, with the drunks and the hillbillies in the infield at the Preakness. So I, I don't know. Where's the Belmont held? I don't even remember. It's not West, isn't it? I don't know. Well, you, we'll, we'll Googleize it. We, how about that? I guess we can do that. But, um, I think we've covered – I mean, this is probably the first time we've covered horse racing. I think so. And there's been triple crowns since that we've I've, done the show that we've ignored. <laughs> but somebody somebody takes a whiz on a pile of hay and we but can't see, get to it I'm old enough to remember enough. Secretariat, so it's kind of like every other horse is kind of like – Boy, I sound stupid unless uh, – Succotash, you know what I'm saying? If Elmont, New York is west, then I was right. It's out west. That's where the Belmont is. Yeah. Elmont, New York. Elmont, New York. That's what it says. Belmont Park at Elmont, New York. Well, there you go. So I guess Kinda not rhymes. out. I guess not out west. Well, I it's west care. of something. It's west True. of the Atlantic Ocean. Hey, I'm going to uh, hit on something. I learned a lesson. Ooh. Okay. So old dogs this can week. learn new oh, tricks. Oh, my, yes. And it was something that – there was an innocuous tweet on Twitter earlier, earlier on. You've been prolific on the tweeters the last several days. And it was just kind of like, Nate, say one word that would instantly tell me where you're from. Okay. okay. So I'm just sitting there, I'm scrolling through, and I see it. Oh, okay. So I write yins. Mm, you know? I saw this. Right. Yeah. So what happens when you use the stupid iPhone is it doesn't like things that you type in. Well, it's because it's not a real word. So, and let me back up. Oh, okay. Before I get into this, you know, when my kids were growing up and in school, they would have to write reports. And they say, you know, what's this report look like? 
you know, and I'd look at it and say, that, you know, and it was like horrifying. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd, I'd give it back to him. I'd say, look, write this down, you know, write your report. I said, stand in front of the mirror and read it to yourself word for word Ooh. and listen to what it sounds like. All right. Then you'll know if you've made any mistakes. I didn't take my advice. Oh, you no, you just. So I typed in yins and I hit reply. Well, what the phone did was change it to Y-I-N apostrophe S. So to imply Y-I-N apostrophe S is an actual word? Well, I, I don't even know what that is. I have no idea. And I'm a bit of a wordsmith. I have no idea either. However, it didn't do Y-I-N-Z. So, of course, enter one of the 12 most horrible people we know. It, he's probably top 10. Yeah. Well, he really is. Top 12. I mean, okay, me and you are 11 and 12. Well, certainly. Because we are wonderful. Right. So, he writes this comical little tweet that, you know, this spelling, you know, gives us pause, or I'm paraphrasing, as to if you're really from this area or whatever. So then it started. It, it, it grew, grew a little hair. It, it grew a lot of hair. And I actually had to get on Twitter and explain, look, <laughs> this is autocorrected. I didn't pay any attention to it. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And, you know, thank you, Mr. Lowe, because you are such a jerk. That you had to call, take me to task for an autocorrect I didn't notice, which he should have known. He's known me long enough to know I wouldn't pay any attention to it. Well, that's true. Do you know, speaking of, I don't know, I guess we have a national audience. Pittsburgh is known for, instead of saying y'all, you all, saying yins. So just as background. But Actually, I don't. But Having lived here... I mean, you've lived here most of your life. You you had that. Well, I was gone. You were for gone a lot. Twenty five years. You grew up here, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, and I've lived in this area my whole life. Do you know anyone who actually says yins? No, I do. I don't know any who doesn't say know, it ironically. Right. Anyhow. I did know some people that used to say yuns. Y- yuns is bigger, maybe yuns, where yeah. we're from. Yuns. Here. Yeah. Exactly. But no, actually, I don't know anybody that says yins. I yeah, really don't. I, I honestly feel like it's anymore, it's not really a thing other than saying it's a thing. And right. people say it ironic. I knew someone, a girl when I was in college. She was good looking. You knew too. a girl? Yeah. Wow. I knew a couple of them, I'm actually. So I knew a couple of them, actually. She was from out east a little bit from where we're at. I can't remember exactly where, but east of western Pennsylvania, but not in eastern Pennsylvania. So it I could guess have been in Indiana central. for all you know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. No, east is the other way. But No, Indiana PA, uh, dummy. Well, nobody on the J- Jimmy Stewart was from Indiana, okay. Pennsylvania. Okay, again, most of our audience isn't 77 years old. Speaking. Hold, hold on, I didn't uh, get to make okay, my point. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, anyhow. Remind me about audience. Yes. Audience? Yes. Okay. Just, yeah. Anyhow. Go ahead. She she was she was a smoke show. This girl was hot. Man, I liked her. And then she said use, like the plural, like the yins, the y'all. Right. Use. It, it, I, I, for whatever reason, you ever had something that actually, it like triggered my gag reflex, use, and I didn't think she was hot anymore. 
That's sad. It, it, it bothered that's, me that's that much. Really what are yous doing? That's awful. Oh, that's I don't terrible. know. I, I, I'll tell you what I, I'm going to do here, Toots. Oh, gross. <laughs> no. All right. Move, move on. Tell hey, me about you're your the eyes. one that's talking about this stuff. I just said she was attractive, and then she became unattractive no, to, when she said to yous. To me, she, no, what you said, she was a smoke show. Right. And because she said a word incorrectly or used a word incorrectly or an imaginary word, it turned you off so bad. Well, it's. How old were you at this time? 19, 20. 19. You said so you had 19 year old hormones flowing through your body, and this smoke show turned you off because she used incorrect grammar. Well, I mean. No, I wanted a yes or no. That's a question. No. No, it's not a yes or no question. Yes, of course it is. Because in your scenario, it is implied that there was any chance we were going to copulate anyhow. That wasn't going <laughs> well, to happen. So. Your chance of copulating with anybody, apparently, it <laughs> hey, was nil. I've had copulations. <laughs> well, you have a child, Animal so sure. husbandry. Yeah. So it, it's happened, but I just found it, uh, I don't know why, I found use a big turnoff. It was horrific. So what, what were you yapping about, I take about, it audience? you used a lot of alcohol when dating. It, it was That's a, the only way copulation could have occurred. It, it was a big part of my playbook, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that and my, my wit and my charm. Um, no. My word smithery. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. My docile tones. Smoke show. <laughs> that, that's a term. Again, you're showing your age here today. No, that's I'm not showing my age. Yeah. Not at all. It is. How How does that... How does that show my age because you you mock what is a commonly accepted term for an attractive no, not, young lady i'm not saying that it's wrong but you consider yourself a wordsmith because you call some girl a smoke show that, that wasn't part of my wordsmithery that was me well, dumbing what, it down what was for our audience <laughs> dummy now you're saying our audience is stupid yes Okay. Indeed. I mean, think about it. How stupid would you have to be to dedicate an hour a week to this, what would we call it earlier, jibber-jabber and rubbish? Uh, you got to be an idiot, right? <laughs> well, point taken. But, hell, speaking of uh, audience, audience. Audience. I don't remember saying audience, but we'll speak I, of I, it nonetheless. What, I, well, we're referring to our audience. Oh, okay. It's kind of a shout-out. Obviously, most of our audience is from the United States. But second place in our audience listenership is from the great country of Bulgaria. <laughs> that can't be real. It's true. Bulgaria. It has stayed that way on all of our stats, and it fluctuates between like 3 and 4%. Which do people is, speak English in Bulgaria? I don't know. Well, I'm sure they do. They speak English everywhere. We're the only arrogant people That's true. That, that don't speak any other language. You That's know what true. I'm saying? I know a lot of the French swear words, if that counts. Well, why not? What's a Bulgarian language? Whoops. But anyway, it, you know, it, it's and we actually got an email back. Oh, man, it must have been... Last fall sometime, October, November. Okay. That we were actually the ninth, I think it was seventh or ninth ranked sports podcast in Bulgaria. How are we so popular in Bulgaria? We are Flieger and Briggs. Well, that is obviously Bulgarian royalty names. 
Oh, you think so? Oh, so yeah, no there, doubt. There's like a long line of noble Fliegers and Briggs in, in Bulgarian history. I would think so. Probably Fliegerstein and and I don't know. <laughs> Stein is Stein a well, Bulgarian? I, I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, I'm I don't know really. anything about Bulgaria. Isn't that where? Isn't that one wrestler from Bulgaria? The one that ran around with Lana. What was his name? Uh, oh. Rusev. Wasn't he Bulgarian? Yeah, he was Russian, wasn't he? I thought he, Rusev was Bulgarian, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe Romania. I don't remember. I got to keep looking stuff up. So in Bulgaria, their languages get this, Rick. Bulgarian. So well, they that definitely makes sense. So Rusev. But anyway, hats off to the Bulgarians for uh, liking us. Hey, not many other people do. Yeah, so he was be... Bulgarian. Okay, so Bulgarian. maybe Rusev and his family are listening. Well, to he obviously because I don't is... think he's in the WWE anymore. So he's, he's probably an old back. Asylumite, and he probably is a C and D or now. He just I guess transferred over. So. Right. Exactly. Is that where? Where did Finkelstein do his uh, his uh, interpretive Bella dance? Roos. Oh, Belarus. Yeah, That's Bella not Roos. the same thing. No. Oh, God, no. Belarus was part of Russia. It wasn't Bulgaria? No, Bulgaria. It's all in that area, though. No, no. Bulgaria is down here. Belarus is up here. Belarus is part of of the Balkans up here. You got way over my head. I I don't like geography. It's not hard. All right, well, let's take a break. Let's see what it's like. Now, I'm going to go cold without music because I'm not running back and forth to the producer's studio. We weren't hiring a replacement. So we're going to run some commercials here, but I'll bet you, I'll just bet you when I hit the button, the sound will come out. Okay. And then when I hit it again, the sound will stop coming out, and the next voice you'll hear will be one of us instead of hearing Finkelstein go, so uh, I don't know how you follow up Belarus, Bulgaria, and uh, peeing on hay, but there'll be more fun and more thrills right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED. 15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. Yes, indeed. Tell them we sent you. Head over to Dead Sled Coffee and, and uh, what is it, the Robert England blend that Finkelstein said was, yes, was pretty darn good. So I should really, as an adult, learn how to drink coffee or learn how to enjoy coffee. I know how to physically drink coffee, but. You're kind of like. Um... In airplane, your drinking problem is <laughs> all over the side of your face, Thanks. and down it goes. You know, you know me. I'm very empathetic. Oh yeah, that's very, what I think. That's the first word that comes to mind when I think of Rick Briggs. Very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All, all, all kidding aside. You know, you know how when things are termed insensitive or whatever it basically makes me angry right you know yeah, because 
anybody's feelings that get hurt are like, okay, get over it. <laughs> you know, you don't need a, a teddy bear or, a, a, you know, a, a comfort animal or whatever the hell they call them. You know, okay. <laughs> However, I came across a story. All right. Where actually the travel website TripAdvisor posted a review that was deemed insensitive after it was posted. Okay. And I tend to agree that it was insensitive. Well, you believe something to be... So you were offended by something as well. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now... There, you remember some of the history. You're not a real history guy, I'm sure. No, but no. you remember hearing about World War II. Uh, I'm familiar that it happened. You yes, keep, you, you and we won. About USA. The, yeah, you, you you remember hearing about the Holocaust, right? Yeah, and, and, and obviously you've heard of Auschwitz. Yes. Okay. Well, they have a museum at Auschwitz, and. People tour that all the time. And That's a place, right, where all the dummies, like the kids on the Instagram and the TikTok, they go there and take funny videos of themselves. Is that the the camp? And then they always get know. in trouble for it. These dumb kids think that's a good photo op. You know, YOLO while they're at Auschwitz. Yeah. I think that's the place. That I don't know. But, you know, there was more than a million people most of them being Jews, were killed by the Nazis at Auschwitz. Right, World yeah, War it was horrific. Yes. Well, they have a museum. And the museum at the site of the Nazi concentration camp in Poland on Thursday tweeted that it had asked Massachusetts-based travel website to take down a review that was posted. You know, people visited right, yeah. and put up a review. This family, or whoever posted it for the family or whatever, said they went to Auschwitz and tested the chamber and said it was a site that was fun for the whole family. What? <laughs> You're shitting No! Me. Fun and for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. Not transformative, <laughs> no. not somber, no. not... Fun for the whole oh family. My God. And according to Tra- TripAdvisor... It complied with their submission guidelines, but after reviewing the review, they removed it and banned the user who wrote it. You ought to <laughs> hit the guy, the guy who wrote it with a stick is what you ought to Fun for the whole fun family? Fun for the whole family. Oh, test the chambers. Fun for the whole family. Oh, my. Well, why don't we get a little Xylon gas right. and, and see how you like the damn Good chamber? God. What is wrong with people? <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. I would, you wonder, you, most likely this is just some a-hole who thinks he's being funny, right? Probably. Second of all, the only other thing it'd be is somebody who thought they were giving a good review, encouraging people to visit right. this, and he's so damn stupid, he thought <laughs> fun for the whole family. So it turns out, Rick, we have found the threshold where both you and I can be offended by something yeah. because... I mean, I was just, that was, I never thought it would happen. No, the, I never thought I could be offended by something. And for us to be in agreement on something, <laughs> how egregious is something that if these two cretins here at Chaos and Disorder go, not just go, Ooh, I don't yeah, know I about don't know that, about but that. no, you, that just you ought to be drawn and quartered <laughs> for being that tone deaf that if we can see it yeah. and you can't, it's time to re-examine your life. No That's, doubt. 
That is horrific. I don't. I don't know how you pivot from that, Rick. But we were talking about <laughs> Rusev, right? Before we went to the break, so it got me thinking about and our friends in Bulgaria. Well, indeed, it got me thinking about wrestling. Right, I'm on a, I on love a I'm on a wrestling kick lately. I don't watch any of the live stuff, but I told you about getting the right. Peacock Network. But have you, Rick? I gave you homework. Have you discovered these documentaries yes. on A and E? Yes, they are wonderful. Talk about really well done. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring up the Macho Man one. Did you watch it? Yes. I didn't and realize how little I knew about the Macho Man until I watched that. I knew. More than what I thought, actually. Um, you know, just by watching like YouTube videos and stuff right. of of guys like Jake the Snake Roberts and all this, that, and the other. I mean, that was Randy Savage. I mean, that was Randy Poffo. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that that intense growl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was him. I mean, there was no play acting with this cat. No, you talk about living the gimmick. I mean, he was, <clears throat> I'd never seen anything like it. And the, and the story, I, I'd forgotten about the 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 Elizabeth thing oh. and, and all that. And I didn't realize with, uh, who was it, uh, who who was the next girl he was dating? Oh, uh, Gorgeous uh, George, he- Gorgeous George. And she... You know, found where he was video recording her in the house. Oh, yeah. He was that jealous. Oh, he, yeah, he was. Yes, they. That was. Um, yeah, the 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 fact that even if other wrestlers would talk to Elizabeth or whoever, he would just get totally paranoid over the yeah, whole situation. I've never seen anything like. But my takeaway from that gorgeous Jordan, yeah, I, I yeah. got that one wrong yeah, just I a know. little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Gorgeous George was some guy back in the 50s or something like that, but I can't even remember her name now. You got me so No, but I think up. they did call her that, didn't they? <clears throat> I don't think it was Gorgeous George, for God's sake. Yeah, in WCW, Stephanie Bellers was her real name. They called her Gorgeous George as well. See, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember her. See, I was never a fan of WCW. I was always firmly with the WWF. Even see, I don't the- even remember her with him in WCW. <clears throat> I remember the Elizabeth days, and that was up in WWE too. Right? Yeah, they he started came back or WWF at the time, but right. So I mean, yeah, Gorgeous George. That doesn't even not even ring yeah. a bell. You even talk about a smoke show. Your new favorite term, though, it, it was that. I hope I'm not saying that wrong. Now that I've doubled down, because there was a a real Gorgeous George back in your day. Yeah, Gorgeous George and yeah. Randy Savage. Because you remember, it was in the in the documentary, and he went and he pulled her off, and she gotten thrown out of the strip club for I forget what she said she did. And he picks her up, and all right, you're my girlfriend now, and yeah. now you work for the WCW. Yeah, Stephanie Bellers, and I, I really just <clears throat> don't remember her. To be honest with you, I mean, I think she was later on. Well, yeah, it was by the time he went to WCW, it was later in his career, and yeah, not WCW. He was in WCW before WWE. What, what, what? In the early nineties, that's what he was in WCW when the NWO invaded right. and all that. After his run, all the stuff with WWE was in the late eighties, early nineties. I maybe he went. I don't remember. No, he did, went back. I don't remember if he went back when everybody that's, else. Yes, did. you're right. But no, he that's started right, the he WWE. Used to have that feud. You're right. The stuff I, I, with Jake the Snake, the the match with Ricky Honky the Dragon Steamboat. Exactly. Yeah, that yes, still right. haunts yeah. me to this day. I was a kid and a Ricky the Dragon right. Steamboat fan, and when he came off the top rope with the with the bell. Oh, yeah. 
hit him in yeah, the throat. Yeah, My right, God, okay. I was sobbing literally. I, I thought he killed him. You know, yeah. I didn't know it was a it was a gimmick back then. You know what I well, mean? Well, that was that's why wrestling is ruined now. Because, well, absolutely. Because people know it's just some soap opera show. And, and did did I ever tell you? Um, and you probably know this how they did that with the with the Ricky Steamboat and the blood and all that kind no, of stuff. No. Jim Cornette was in on that. And they used to do that, you know, for bleeding through the mouth. What they would do before the match, they would draw blood from the wrestler. Okay. Put it in a condom. No. Yes. And then they would, at certain point in the match, whoever, somebody like Jim Cornette would pass it to somebody. Like, I think they did it with Ricky Morton or something when the when the Midnight Express did it to the Rock and Roll Express. Or okay. Well, when Ricky Morton was coming over, you know, falling down in the corner, Jim Cornette would go over and pretend like he's hitting them, would drop this thing. He would get it into his mouth. Really? And then what they would do is, you know, of course, hit him or whatever. Well, he would bite it. Well, then it's his blood coming out. It's not ketchup or anything. Right. It's yeah. real blood. It's actual blood. Right. That's wild. And that's how they used to do that stuff. I was always struck by the old video, you know, when they'd want their, their forehead to bleed, where they would just take a razor oh, out yeah. with them, have it in their trunks, and start slicing up on their own foreheads. It was. Yeah, they used to hide them under the ring and everything right. else. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of those old. Dusty Rhodes or Rick Flair, Abdullah the Butcher was a classic. Right, you could oh. stick a credit card in some of the grooves of his. Yeah, head. he was on one of those. Which dark side of the ring was yeah. he on? And you looked at, yeah, his it looked like rows of corn on his mm. forehead. I mean, it was his forehead was so tore up. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the biggest thing with the Macho Man one, I don't know how this escaped me. I need to once we get a producer back, he needs to track this down. Were you aware before that documentary that Macho Man Randy Savage came out with a rap album? Were you aware I didn't of know that? I was blown away. I've been so fascinated. I've been fixated I know on he that did ever a since. Song in tribute to Kurt Hennig, Mister Perfect. Right. But I never knew he did like a rap. Yeah, there was a rap album. Like that that that, that was that, a trip. Yeah. And then I watched uh, obviously the Booker T one uh, last last week. You you'll have to check it out because I will tell you what, I didn't have much of a sense for Booker T. Like I said, I was never never really a WCW fan. So I remembered him <laughs> coming in. But then he was taking on the Rock and Stone Cold, and I was fans of those guys. So his See, back. So you don't remember Harlem Heat? I have. I was aware right. it was a thing, but I really watched very little WCW. I watched a lot of podcasts on YouTube with his brother, and I can't remember what he oh, was called. I just now. watched this last night. The, the I'd recorded guy. it Sunday, and I'm forgetting his name now. Yeah, but they were pretty good friends with. If you remember. Earthquake. Yeah. Uh-huh. John Tenta. Looked like a fat guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember Booker T's brother's name. I wish I did. I'm, it, it's terrible. But the other half of Harlem Heat was on a podcast, and they were talking about John Tenta, the, you know, um, Earthquake uh, and, and various other incarnations. Stevie of Ray was his brother. Yeah, name. Stevie Ray. He said John Tenta was... He went. He was over. He was Japanese trained sumo wrestler. 
He said that man could literally tear you apart, and there's nothing you could do about oh, it if wow. he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He was that bad. But they never pushed him, you know, like some of the other right. chiseled guys. Yeah. He said that, he, that, you know, he was – they always felt bad that he was never pushed. You know, in fact, he had that rant on TV one time when they turned him into, like – the shark or whatever it was. It <laughs> I was do there. remember that, and actually. he goes, yeah. I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm a man. And, his, <laughs> and it was like, you know, he was like over the edge. He was like tired of this stuff. He said, but yeah, he said he could just literally rip you to pieces if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, but th- this Booker T one was, was fantastic. Again, I didn't know any of his backstory. I thought it was pretty cool, number one, that the Harlem Heat, they weren't from Harlem. They yeah. weren't even from New York. They were from Texas. You're right. Right. But but Booker T's kind of you know grew up really rough. Both his parents died young, and he was raised by by his sister. And he was actually homeless and on his own as a teenager for for a period of time after his mother died. But then he had actually spent spent some time in jail. I think nearly two years. It was supposed right. to be longer than that. He him and a buddy got arrested for they worked at a, he worked at a Wendy's and they decided well I we can just rob this Wendy's we'll get some money. By the time it was all said and done, before they got caught, a string of 26 Wendy's they robbed. Booker T did that. Then wow. that was kind of like his moment that, oh, wow, <laughs> all yeah. right, I got to turn it around. Then it was kind of the tradition of went to a wrestling school and was just such a natural, you, you know what I mean, that they, they I mean, they just took off. They were on a rocket ship after that. But, man, where he came from and that story, that, that level of success from being implicated in a 26 right. robberies of a fast food restaurant, it was all over the papers, It You're was, right. and they just couldn't quit. I wonder if they are going to do one on the Road Warriors. Because I'm not sure if they – there's probably a list out there what they're yeah. doing. This week's going to be uh, Shawn Michaels. I'm looking forward to that one. But I saw a it – it was actually Animal discussing um, how he got into wrestling. And he was actually discovered by Ole Anderson. You know, you remember the mm-hmm. – you know – and he was from Minnesota, and he and he just you know he he was a bouncer in a bar, and you know he so he make a long story short, and we'll get into that some other time. But he wrestled, wasn't making a lot of money, and he was making more money bouncing, so he went back to Minnesota. Right. Well, him and his buddy Mike Hegseth, you know Hawk. Right. Well, they bounce at the same bar. Well, anyway, Ole Anderson came back to that bar to try to talk Animal, you know, back, you know, Laurinaitis back into wrestling. Well, he goes up to the bar where some guy comes flying out, and Mike Hegseth had thrown him out. Well, he thought he was Animal. Oh. And approached him, and he just kind of sloughed him off and walked away. Well, the owner of the bar was had some connection to wrestling and knew Ole Anderson. So he goes in there, and he says, man, he says, I just saw – you know, James, you know, and he said, I need to talk to you. He goes, oh, James ain't working tonight. He goes, I just saw him throw a guy out. He goes, no, he goes, that's Mike. He goes, <laughs> he goes, and Ole Anderson says, you mean there's two of them? <laughs> he says, yes. He goes, wow. Wow. <laughs> Road Warriors. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like that. So next week, Shawn Michaels, then uh, Bret Hart. Didn't they already do Bret Hart? No. No, that was something else I watched. Bret Hart, Mick Foley, and the Ultimate Warriors, where they wrap it up. 
You, yeah. your boy, the ultimate warrior. He was such I will a not slub. have you besurp, besmirch the good he name of the slub. ultimate warrior. He was he no such thing. He couldn't do anything. He he looked great. Don't get me wrong. You know, Jim Helwig was built. He was ripped. But all he could do was run to the ring and shake the ropes. That's all he needed. To, that's all he needed to do. He I will do not sit idly by while you besmirch the good name of the ultimate warrior. And we warrior. even had it on computer analysis. He got whipped by everybody. Oh, computer analysis. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> A bunch of nonsense with Finkelstein. I, I think we suspend him for another week. Is no, what I think we, we need. We gotta to bring do. him back. I'm running out of beer. Oh, that's true. You're about to open up the last Yingling Pounder, <laughs> so you need to get him back in studio. So let's take a break, and then whatever you're sewing, okay. we can do. But you I, got it. I, I, I need some pork chops. We got to get you out of here pretty soon. I don't blame. So, can uh, I have some? So speaking of hungry, you're about to hear from. Uh-huh. One of the greatest places on earth. Indeed, somewhere I actually dined at just last Friday. I've become such a fan. So we're was going to hear. A... Tell me, what was it? Was it a what? No, tell me, what was it? What the, wanna... the hell are you talking what about? What did you get? Oh, well, I'll tell you that okay. right after the break. All right. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com, or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania, and tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. And that is a place where you can say fun for the whole family when you leave your review. It <laughs> yeah, would man. be appropriate, and it would be true there. Right. So, exactly. so feel free to do that. So, Rick, I didn't break any new ground, but I talked about the chop shop. Did you get a yacht? So frequently. I did Land not yacht. get a yacht. Okay. I got a burger and had them throw the sloppy egg on there, Ooh, and baby. it was tremendous. And then it, it came with the, I, I opted for the chips as my side, but then I went full on fat guy, had to do it because I'd brought it up on the show the week before. I got the poutine as a side dish where right. this should essentially, this is supposed to be a appetizer for, you know, about 47 people by the looks <laughs> of the thing. Because it's not just the poutine you hear the hockey players talking about what with the tater. poutine? Well, the traditional one that the Canadians like to eat, I'm sure there's more to it, but essentially is tater tots, which is good. Wonderful. It is cheese curds, similar Wonderful. to what you love. Oh, it, it's love sheets, what curds. you eat and yes. bombard me with every yeah. week here in this studio. Love cheese curds. And then you put beef gravy on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what could, how could possibly go <laughs> wrong? But listen, that's not good enough for the chop shop. The chop shop's got to take whatever is awesome, whip its ass, and crank it up to 11 and do it so much better. So at the chop shop, you order poutine. It's tater tots, good. Shredded cheese melted on there. Even better. Really good. Pot roast. Oh, wow. On top, and then smothered in gravy, and you might as well eat that and just end it all because a day's not going to get any better. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that, so that, go that. to the chop shop, get the poutine. You got to have it one time. You got to do it. Well, go do it all the it. time, but but you got to do it. You got it. All right. So be, I rudely cut you off no, before that, the break. No, that's quite all right. We have to get that in there because it's, it's well worth it. Um, make sure you get to the chop shop, all right? Well, hurry up, Christ's sake. But for all people, no matter what side of politics you're on, if you think this country is bad, Okay. I need to I need to read you a story mm. where you actually could be. Okay. I okay. always like these. A little perspective here. Yeah, a little chaos perspective for people that, that think they really have it bad or they're offended by something or whatever the case may be. A recent report from a South Korean newspaper said that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un... <laughs> I know he's this evil dictator, but I giggle every time I think about it. Ordered the execution of a choir conductor. What? Who was allegedly shot 90 times in front of members of the public. The report also said members of the choir were forced to march past the dead body. Now, let's rewind and recount this story. Yeah, so we're not off to a good start. The account comes from journalist Ju Song Ha. Who writes for the for the Dong Al Ibo Daily Paper? And I apologize if I mispronounce it, but I don't know this stuff. Right. The story was originally published on April 29th, but has been shared online more widely since then. Jew wrote that the story began on February 16th, which is Kim's birthday. North Korea celebrates that date as the Day of the Shining Star. Oh, yes. And Kim and his wife appeared at the Masuda Arts Theater in Pyongyang for a night of performances to mark the holiday. Indeed. Everything's okay. Right, yeah. Okay, one of the shows performed that night was called Shadow Magic, which featured actors doing magic tricks behind screens as if they were literally shadows. Afterward, Kim reportedly praised the production, but a conductor remarked to someone nearby that he he didn't think the show was all that good. Oh, no. Well, later that night, the conductor was arrested. I can imagine so. According to Jew, an order was issued two days later for all artists in Pyongyang to gather. The reporter wrote that on February 20th, People gathered at an execution site where they saw the conductor of the choir tied up. As translated from Korean, Ju wrote, and I apologize here, I'm scrolling up here. Ju wrote, the conductor of the choir died horribly in front of his men. The execution was carried out by three AK-47 automatic riflemen and shooting one magazine of 30 rounds each from a distance of 10 meters. It is said that the body, which was hit by 90 shots, became so full that it could not be lifted. Good God. Jew wrote that the man was a conductor from the ceremony and that his name was heard to be Hyung Woo Cho. I mean, it doesn't really much matter now. Jew wrote also he tried to verify the name online, but the only conductor with a similar sounding name that he could find was named Hyung Ho Ru. When he wrote the article, Jew is still not sure the executed person was named Hyun Ro Yu or Hyun Woo Cho. 
I wouldn't be. But it is certain the conductor was publicly executed anyway. We just hope it was the right one. Then. <laughs> yeah. I, I will never, never understand how someone, number one, could get so drunk with power that you say something I don't like, so I pump 90 into you. Or, I mean, how many people were in North Korea? Couldn't they just revolt and get rid of this stuff? Well, they're so starve and depraved. Well, I that mean, may they be don't it, really right? Have anything? That's true. Yeah, it's, I, it's just mind-boggling, and and you actually forget about what a sadistic animal this guy is because yeah. when you look at him, he looks funny and he acts so insane. And I always think of South Park, right? And that's where my stupid mind goes. Have you when ever they mock seen him. a documentary where Michael Palin? from Monty Python's Flying Circus fame, has done documentaries okay. in, in recent times. Did one where he was permitted to do one from North Korea. If you've never seen that, you need to watch it. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, it is unbelievable. I mean, he had to, you know, he, him and his camera crew or whatever, you know, was going around... They had guards with them at all times. Oh, and, I'm certain. I mean, he's like whispering stuff in the hotel room, like, you know, I, I, I really can't say this in public and so blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, he visited people out in these villages and stuff. And it's amazing. They're living in freaking mud shacks. Oh, I'm certain. But they have a portrait the size of you on their wall of the glorious leader. Yeah, that's the one thing I've never seen. You're living in this horrific poverty. If if you look the wrong direction, you you will be executed yeah. immediately. And yet, they seem to worship this man or his father before right. him. I guess I, I'll never understand it's that. Unbelievable. I guess I we're mean, just blessed, right? We can't understand that because we've never been we've in never that. Never had. To. I guess it's yeah, right. brainwashing or something. But we're just total domination. I thought he was I, dead or was going to die. Well, apparently he got better. Or maybe he's dead and they just haven't told anybody yet. No, because there's a you know recent picture. Well, of that's him, true. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you ever have a chance to watch that, that documentary of Michael Palin going to North Korea, I mean, it's well What would worth. possess you to go do that? I mean, you are one not even a true misstep away from never coming out of there. I know. Like that one kid that was, you know, that finally got released, but mm-hmm. he died when he got home. I can't remember the poor guy's the kid's name. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, you're right. Why – in God's name, do no. you even want to be flirting with that border no, no, anywhere? No, I, I, I won't go no. to any within a ten thousand miles of that place. I'll exactly. Tell you that. All right, so another awkward transition. Let's talk some golf. Oh, well, man. he he likes to golf, doesn't he? Didn't he get like eleven hole in ones one well, time? You had wonderful. that story. Yeah, one nobody time. could beat him. <laughs> if you do, you kill him. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was out of bounds, glorious leader. You're dead that quick. Yeah, let's shoot this guy. But uh, Rory McIlroy, we've been giving him a hard time on the show lately. Turns it around at uh, Quail Hollow, gets yep. the big dub. Yeah, he does. One shot win. That was pretty nice victory. And all of a sudden. 
his odds are shot up to number one for the PGA in a couple of weeks. That's that's what I wrote down. It's you know it's great that he's back. I think golf's better when when he's at least competitive. I mean he's been so bad lately. But he goes from twenty to one to ten to one. He's ahead yeah. of DJ. I'm not saying that name that he gets all that Finkelstein gets all horny for, but John Rom, JT Spieth, all of them. We 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 think he's just back that much no, right I don't now. Think so I think he had a great week. Now if he's strong this week and finishes in the top twenty, maybe yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go along with that. But um, I think what's more significant about Rory McIlroy is he won that tournament this week and also came out on against the Premier Golf League. Oh, he did. I didn't he see says that. He cannot understand how anyone would be in favor of it. And this is a guy that would command a lot of oh, jack. He's one of those thirty million dollar guys you were talking about last week. So, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I I looked into that more, and and I actually come out. I think I was pretty much in favor of it to a degree when we talked about it last time. But you know, the more I looked into it, it was a much more limited schedule than I thought it would be. So if I'm the player, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. If I could go over there and play four, five, six tournaments, the numbers kind of varied in what they talked about. Get that $30 million for for doing that and still come back over here and play the normal PGA schedule. What I don't know, and that's the big thing we talked about last week, is if that interferes with the with the uh, the major schedule as it exists out there, I, I don't think I, I couldn't understand any of these guys doing it. But if it's at the right time of year, it's a limited schedule, and for the right payday, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't do it. I guess probably my biggest concern would be in so much as does then the the PGA Tour itself do they start to get and we 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 beat this to death last week kind of ad nauseum, you know, does the PGA then feel compelled to have to offer these entry, you know, these well, I think appearance what, fees? I think that's what he's saying. Yeah, maybe he would benefit. Maybe Tiger would benefit. Phil, some of these guys. Right. But everybody else suffers. And I really think it, it it's kind of like the NFL. You know, I mean, if the PGA Tour suffers, they all do. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean – I don't know. I, I just can't. It'll be interesting if somebody offers him $30 million to play in a tournament if he well, says yes or no. Yeah. It, That's the key. It's one thing when asked about it now to say, nah, this is a terrible idea. It's bad for the Corn Ferry Tour. And then for some oil baron to show up with a trunk full of $30 million <laughs> yeah. to tell them to pound sand. That, that's a little bit different, I think. So I, I think the one thing, what I find interesting, well, not interesting, but a little crazy with his odds jumping to 10 to 1 and being the favorite for the PGA, you go back and look. I, I only watched highlights. I wasn't around to, to watch the tournament specifically on the weekend. On Sunday, he didn't hit a fairway. I mean, he just sprayed it all over the golf course. So it's great that he was able to recover in, in shape shots and make some putts, which ultimately comes down to everything. I'm Rick not convinced he's back, even by the way he right. played. He managed to score he didn't strike the ball very well. No, he's, all weekend. he scrambled 
And, and like you said, he was able to score. He was not playing great golf. He did not shoot, you know, Johnny Miller 63 at Oakmont or, right. or you know, Tiger Woods, some of his rounds, whatever. He, he survived. And, 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 you know, it's a testament to him that he didn't crack because he really wasn't playing right. super well. But, you know, it was good enough. And that I guess that's where you do have, you know, some hope then that – Considering where he's been the last year plus, and as bad as he has been, to be able to scramble and to be able to recover when he's not striking the ball well says mentally he's in the right place anyhow, right? It would have been really easy for him to fall apart. But when I look ahead to the PGA, I believe, if, correct me if I'm wrong, they're playing that at Kiowa, right? Yes, Kiowa right. Island. I, yeah, I know I, nothing about the course, I but there I have to assume the wind consistently blows about 900 miles an hour there, being an island in the middle of the ocean. Uh, I would think you'd have to be fairly accurate, but maybe I'm wrong. You, it's, you played it's, there. It's possible. Yeah, I've played there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I I lived on Jekyll Island. I lived on uh, Hilton Head Island, and, you know, Kiowa was down in there. I mean, yeah, you had some breezes. It's not necessarily gale force winds all the time no that's what i was envisioning but that generally gators it, are there gonna it, be gators everywhere well there's gators of course there's gators and i wouldn't want to golf with a gator i got so used to gators it, really they just didn't i mean it was no different than i don't know it, it, I, I used to weed eat around these lakes You'd see the gator eye lay, sitting there. You just look at the eye. You just go the other way. It's no big deal. They didn't. They didn't come after you and try to eat you or anything. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of ga- uh, gators down there. Kind of off the point, isn't it? Well, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's something I thought about. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the nightmare in my head. This is what I happens. actually saw. Um, when I worked down on Jekyll Island. I worked on a golf course, um, the Jack Wilding Golf Club. Clever name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're and good. there was this guy that used to come in. We had these lakes on the golf course that um, they kept the, the um, levels of the lake up by opening gates. Like if we didn't have a lot of rain or whatever, they would just open gates at high tide. You know, oh, the okay. it was brackish let the, water. Let the... It wasn't fresh, totally fresh water. Right. But, but it was mostly fresh, but it could be influenced by brackish water coming in. Anyway, make a long story short, but they had this guy coming in, and he had a contract with the club. He would go around the golf course. He had a scuba, you know, scuba diver's tank and all this stuff. Well, he gathered up golf balls out of these lakes mm-hmm. and sold them back. He made a pretty good living at it. Well, I'm mowing rough one day. Does this story end with him getting eaten by a gator? No. Oh, no. Good. But, but anyway, I see this guy mowing rough on this golf course one time, and there's a lake right in front of the green. Well, I see him out there. I wave to him. I knew the guy. And he gets in the tank, and he goes under the water. Well, I just happen to be making a turn, and I see at the far end of the lake, I see this big gator come in on the end. Oh, now. And start coming over. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, the thing comes over Well, the bubbles are coming up from, you know, where he's at. He's gathering up golf balls, right? right. Well, this gator 
goes under. I'm like, something tells me that I probably need to tell this guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably. I yeah. had some golf balls and and like yeah, heroes are, aren't made; they're born. Yeah, and that's you here, right? I don't know about that, but <laughs> I started and I got to and my final thing was a double-ended open end wrench that was in a little <laughs> toolbox of the tractor. Okay, and I threw it. You know, just a little bit ahead of the, the so bubbles, see. of the bubbles, and it came down right in front of him. Well, he came up thinking something happened, you know, He's with the ready equipment to or fight whatever. You, you're throwing wrenches yeah, at him. He comes up, <laughs> and I said, "Get out! There's a gator coming your way." And he came out. When he come out onto the shore, that gator, he surfaced. Oh, probably wasn't about ten foot off the shore. Oh God, oh you my. Know? How much could you possibly sell waterlogged golf balls for to make it worth risking your life over? Well, he would come around every couple of weeks. They weren't waterlogged. I mean, they were fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, and apparently he did well. He had scuba diving equipment, all kinds of things. Yeah, so. I'm not risking a gator attack over it either way, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But I did my good deed for that, that day. Yeah, I mean, you're a hero, essentially, is what you're telling us. I don't so, know. About so we that, didn't but... realize this, but we have a <laughs> lifesaver in our midst. So good for you. Good thinking. Throwing a wrench at him. That's all I had left. I threw golf balls in, but I don't. They didn't get his attention. Yeah, I guess a golf balls falling on somebody yeah. in a golf course doesn't necessarily isn't newsworthy. Exactly. Can we get out of here? I'm freaking starving. I'm ready. All right. Well, we will be back next week. I assume. We're going to let this suspension run out, right? Are we bringing Finkelstein back into the mix? If he behaves. All right. So so we'll see how it goes this week and what type of beer he promises to bring Rick. So reach out to him at Chaos and Disorder. You know, Let him know if you missed him or let us know if you don't want him to come back. If maybe we just bite the bullet and fire him. Chaos and disorder pod at gmail.com. Send us detailed emails. What you want us to do to him as far as suspensions. So more punishment, more creative punishment. Yeah. Or topics you want to hear us discuss. I mean, I, we covered Auschwitz. I mean, I, not much more. Yeah. This show's been kind of a bummer. I guess we can go to Lassie or something like that. Yeah. Something a little more happy. Yeah. I mean, at least we ended on you saving a life. So that's (laughs) a good thing. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We we're all around the world today. So we'll be back (laughs) more fun, more nonsense next week. Until then we'll see you. Take care.